February 11th, 2003. Howie wants me to put Jamie first. Jamie did all of her own cooking and cleaning from the time she could use a stool to reach the counters. This picture of her was many years prior to meeting Howie. I'm guessing she was probably, I don't know, what's that look like? Maybe eight or nine in this picture. And when I met Howie in 2002, that would have made Jamie 22. Howie wrote to me in an email saying, you are welcome to pop in by surprise anytime you want. Today at noon, you would have found a funny scene. I got myself stuck up on the roof. Yes, again. Fortunately, I had the hose with me. I tied it to a vent, prayed that the vent and the hose would hold and lowered myself. What an idiot. I am hoping I am not, he said that, not me. I hope I am not overburdening your calendar and you can decline any of my invitations with no issue, but I now find I have to be in New York on March the 30th for the 50th birthday party of the sister of my longtime friend, Marshall. His parents have been like a second set of parents to me. Would be thinking to make it a three-day, two-night trip and see friends in New York and then go upstate to Poughkeepsie for the event and see my one remaining aunt who turns who turns 90 this year and is still wonderfully sharp. Anyway, would love to have you join me and could gear the specific days in front of or behind the 30th to your schedule if you are able and would like to go. Howie. I wrote Howie back and said, Dear Howie, Neshla sounds like the perfect mate or life partner in her attitudes expressed in the section titled The Power of Belief. What a greater gift can a person give their loved one than that of the sense of unconditional love and the commitment to champion their cause. You have given that to me. I have no higher calling than to reciprocate in kind. Strange, I have had the same sensation in missing you. I wanted to drop by this morning because I was in the area. Okay, Dale Mabry, north of Waters. I wanted to stop by on the way to Harbor Island Club and then afterwards, but decided that would appear needy and heaven forbid. How odd. I really enjoyed the tennis lesson and signed on for six more. I have misplaced the one week card, but Dan said I don't need it to access the courts as long as I am scheduled for classes. Next one is Thursday morning at 8 a.m. What was I thinking? I guess that just about ensures that I will spend the night Wednesday. I cannot believe that I found this physically challenging. I picked up two king feather pillows that I can live with for your place. I, I have a horrible, horrible reaction to feather pillows. So the way that I had to pick these pillows was to go into the section of Bed Bath & Beyond where there were feather pillows and then walk up to the ones that didn't cause me to just run with my face all swollen up. <laughs> and these must have had some kind of like covering on them or something that made it usable, possible for me. Whenever I go to hotels, I always like ask them not to have feather pillows in the room because I have such a bad reaction to them. Um, I picked up the two king feather pillows that I can live with for your place, a cookie sheet, bet you didn't know what, bet you and a cookie sheet, bet you didn't know I knew what that was called, and a set of six little fork-like things for the snails. I have to leave in five minutes and the electric guys are still here, so I haven't had a bath, nor shave, nor wash my hair, so I am not likely to show up at your door later. I will miss you, even more than I did during the day, and will greatly look forward to tomorrow after church around 9.15 p.m. Today was amazingly productive. Hope yours was too, Carol. Howie wrote back and said, 
read the purchases. You are so sweet, but I am becoming afraid to mention my shopping list to you. And I have a 20% coupon to Bed Bath & Beyond that I just put by the door so I could stop on the way to you Friday. He is the coupon shoppingest guy. <laughs> he still does that. Somewhat like the Kadam tickets, I really do appreciate it, but I would also urge some restraint. By the way, I'm also thinking of getting myself a new Rolex watch. That was a joke. Honest. It occurs to me you may not think so. Yeah, we never did the Rolex thing. He never did either. Sorry not to see you tonight. For future reference, you are always welcome to show up disheveled and do your tidying here. Just to remind you of something I mentioned earlier, I really, really do not want Jamie feeling like you cut short an evening with her and Daniel to get to me. If you guys are having a good time and the evening lingers, don't be looking at your watch or leaving when everyone is having fun. You can arrive here as late as you want, or just call and let me know you won't be here, but please complete the evening with her as if you were not planning to be here. Thanks. P.S. Bob, of course, you can walk out on as you wish. <laughs> he had such a good sense of humor about that. I wrote him back. Dear Howie, I will be in Texas for the USDA Big Cat Symposium from March 25th until 9.12 p.m. on March 27th. I don't have another scheduled appointment here until April the 5th. I'd love to go with you if you will let me pay my own airfare and the room rent. I can write it off if I read the classifieds while I am there and research real estate. Thank you for not pressuring me to cut my evening short. Bob has a sinus infection that he's been battling for a week and it's getting worse. A smoky pool hall seems like a foolish thing to do and may get canceled. If it does, I will still use the time to take Jamie and Daniel out. In extending you the same level of courtesy for time management, I will stay at the island Thursday so that there is no rush for you to conclude your date. I have a gay friend that I sometimes travel with named John Ains, and we can lay in bed and talk until 3 o'clock in the morning with no perception of time passing. It is fortunate that we have friends, both straight and gay, that we have such relationships with. It is even more fortunate that by having them, we understand the nature of them in each other's friendships. So much about you is so rare that I am often just lost in the wonderment at what the odds were against our meeting. Howie wrote back to me, saying, I hope you had an enjoyable evening to cap off the productive day you reported earlier. It seems strange to leave my PC and walk into the bedroom and not find you either reading or snuggled under the covers and pillows. I had to show the maid the picture of us in order to avoid her thinking my taste in clothes had become kinky when she cleaned the guest bath. I'm jealous of the leopard in the picture. Sleep well. for the minutes. Signed, Howie. I wrote him back and said, Dear Howie, I just got in and I'm headed to the shower. At the pool hall, my son recognized us and came over and got reacquainted with the family. Jamie and Daniel stayed afterward to catch up with him. His name was Mike Wagner and his mother came to me one day after school and said she was dying and couldn't deal with the teenager anymore and that he was my problem from then on out. She wasn't kidding. I fixed up a travel trailer next to Jamie's trailer and moved him to Easy Street. The kid didn't know how to make toast. Jamie, on the other hand, has done all of her own cooking and cleaning from the time she was 10 or 11. She taught him how to take care of himself and mothered him through his classes at school. Later, he found his birth mother and now lives with her, has piercings everywhere you can pierce a body, and hair that looks like the headdress for the Statue of Liberty, but he's a very sweet kid, sort of in an Eddie Haskell way. Daniel didn't go to that school, but he and Mike were friends from somewhere else, so they all had a lot to talk about. 
My proficiency at pool is only slightly worse than my tennis today, which means I should never show my face in a pool hall or on a tennis court again. I would like to watch you play, or a video of you playing, to get a feel for how it should be done. As for the pillows, I wanted to make you comfortable when I knew that my sensitivities had cost you that luxury. It makes me feel better about being there to know that I am not putting you out in any way. You extend yourself so graciously to me that I cannot do enough to return the favor. My mother always clips the Bed Bath & Beyond coupons for me as well. You also ignored my request to pay for the wine, and this seemed the only way to repay your generosity. How could you get stuck on the roof? Did you not have a phone? I would have had a heart attack if I had walked in on the scene of you lowering yourself via a hose to the ground. I am so tempted to bathe and drive, but I am aching so much now that I am sure to be pitiful in the morning. I will dream of you and remind myself that abstinence makes the heart grow fonder. Speaking of fonder, I woke last night to the feeling of your hand on my back and almost had to fight back tears because it felt so dear. Good night, my love. Love, Carol. Howie wrote back saying, Mike is another wonderful example of how you have touched so many lives in such a positive way, both human and feline. Signed, Howie.